Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is a journey into sound. Much as you try to bury it, the truth is out there. The truth lives right here, Houston. On this day, I see clearly. Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bijani and Creighton. Boom, let's go. Happy Thursday. Sean Bajani, that is me, and Patrick Creighton, that is him. Say hi. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> Chris Santiago uh, doing his thing here with us again. About to finish off our first full week of the new show, Area 45. Glad to be here. Glad to be doing it. And we want to hear from you. 713-572-4610-572-4610 is how you can be a part of the show. You can call. You can text. You can tweet. At P. Creighton, the number one, at Sean Bajani for myself. You can also watch us on Twitch. Uh, just search 610 Houston, and you can check us out on YouTube at Sports Radio 610. So all kinds of different ways to for, uh, for you to check us out. I, I promise to be nice to callers. Yeah, you will. I mean, I don't worry about that. Come on. Are you kidding me? You're just a big softy. Uh, a couple of really good pieces of news today. One, there was pizza in the kitchen. When I got here, and I thought it was because you goaded some texter into bringing us pizza today in the kitchen, but you said it, it was really for some country singer that was here for uh, y'all's entertainment. Today. So there was, yeah, there was a, a oh man, I, what was her name? I you told me earlier. I'd never heard. You said it was she, she was some young recent college grad. Yeah, it's going to be uh, performing at House was, of Blues. But I don't remember the name now. She just graduated from Belmont, uh, and. She's got a bunch of songs out. She's playing tonight at the House of Blues. She's opening like up. Like, her stuff's on the radio? Like, you mean out like that? Like, I it's on the radio? I have no idea if her stuff is on there. Her name is Grace Tyler. Okay, yeah. And, cool. You know, she's a Texan. And most of her songs are pretty Texan-centric. One of her songs was actually about how after she graduated college, you know, she moved to Nashville. You know, mm-hmm. country singers moving to Nashville. That never happens. And her boyfriend, who's from Texas, went to Texas A&M. Yeah. Uh, she got him to move to Nashville with her. So she basically has a song about how she stole him from Texas. Oh, yeah. Like, Texas couldn't That's creative. Him. Okay. Uh, so she she had, you know, I'm, I'm not a country music person. I right? didn't mean to do this right off the bat. I am, kind of. I mean, I like all kinds of music. But I was just going to say, you in... 20 seconds of describing like this one song that she performed for you guys today had me the most intrigued about a female country singer that I've ever been in my entire life. I cannot 
listen enjoyably to a woman singing country music, much less a woman singing at all, unless it's like in church. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't enjoy women singers. The mute button is your friend, bro. Yeah. Do you, are did you, you kind of with me? Did like, you ever watch Mariah Carey with the sound off? I, I No, because I didn't think she was that hot to begin with. Did you need your eyes checked? <laughs> I just didn't think. I mean, it's a long time ago. Like, maybe when I was like a kid. May, Mariah Carey's old now, so I definitely... She's just as old as we are. Yeah, I know. She ain't <laughs> hot. Like, maybe she was hot to be back in the day. I can't remember. So, but. uh... The country. She was like a chipmunk, right? She, like she had her really big yeah, cheeks. Yeah, she has a high cheekbones. Yeah, I wasn't looking that high to be honest with you. There. I mean, <laughs> I'm just being mean now. I'm not. I'm, I'm not trying to be, but but uh, Grace Tyler, young, very very pretty, blonde hair, blue eyes, mm-hmm. just killer voice. Mm-hmm. I'm not a country music fan, so it's not my style of music. But I could appreciate her talent. You're going to go ahead and piss Clint Sterner off. He's probably still in his car on his way home listening to this. And he's like, that damn Patrick Creighton. <laughs> man, that dang Patrick Creighton. I don't know hey, what he's talking about there. Man. I think I'm going to have to have me in my course lot. Chris, you know it. You know it, right? It, Clint's in his car like, man, that's some bitch. You know, damn New Yorker don't know a thing about country Don't make music. me scuff up my ice of whites here. I don't know about this. <laughs> Damn uh, New York guys think they know what's going on. I uh, don't know. I teach a little country music and some silver bullets. Are you getting? Uh, you sound like a New York guy <laughs> trying to do a Texas accent. Uh, gee, that's what I am. I mean, who'd have thought? <laughs> Holy smoke! And speaking of, like, what's up with Tyler? Like throwing the little barb in there too. You know, I think he was right. By the way, uh, the last few lines, Chris, did you hear it? He referenced uh, the little beef that uh, Clinton Ron tried to start. Uh, between them and our show yesterday? No, I did not. You didn't actually, hear it? No. Oh, grab grab like the last, I don't know, like 90 seconds yeah. Yeah. of of the best of that Tyler was doing. I think it's like the last 90 seconds. He's talking about uh, this show coming up and gets into uh, that, that perhaps he might be a little interested in the in the back pocket knowledge yeah, that, that is you currently teased. being held on the show. You teased everybody last night. You said you had some dirt on Ron, and this was like the last thing. Like, you pulled this one out. This is your sword, and you're like, hmm, you F around, you know, find out kind of a thing. You said, I I know a guy that knows Ron, and I found out some dirt, and this is after they were talking crap about uh, you mispronouncing Ron's last name. And when you were just really talking fast, and then they crushed me for not stepping up and correcting you on it, like like you're his agent. Like we have to get Ron Hughley's name correct. You getting five percent on uh on? I mean, do you get a vig on this? I mean, if if you got to be his enforcer, get squat, you should Ralph. be on the payroll. I don't get squat. Now I wouldn't mind being his enforcer, but yeah, he had to throw some swag my way, or you know, a little bread. I need something over here. But um, I told you last night when you pulled that card. And you said, Ron doesn't want me to tell people about this. <laughs> and I, I forget how you said it. Only you could say it. You were like, I know, basically kind of <laughs> thing, like in your very sinister way that you have. And I was like, yep, that squashed it. <laughs> we're done. It's over. And you thought he was going to come back today. Oh, yeah. They I- didn't say squat. Don't want none. Don't start none, won't be none. <laughs> Seriously, dude, I knew it. I know Ron 
at least well enough to know that if you come at him with what you did in the way that you did, when you said, I've got something that a lot of people would have a lot of fun with. Oh, yeah. And and it's juicy. It's very juicy. And that was almost like a personal thing. Like, it was almost like you were saying that and you knew that Ron knew that you know. It was like nothing had to be said. I feel but like once you made it understood that it was like, I know. Ron knows exactly what you were talking about. I, I feel like if he realizes how many people are in both of our circles, yeah, he could probably figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I think he has figured it out. And I think that's why he shut up today and didn't say one single solitary Church word. Church mouse. Did you notice how nice, by the way, oh, they came in, in to the like, studio? like, oh, what's up, fellas? Yeah. Like, how's it going? Like, he wanted to sit up, you know, I, I offered, like, hey, pull up a chair, grab a beer, let's go, you know, let's talk. He's like, nah, I'm, I'm good, yeah. <laughs> just, you know, being there short enough to just be nice, you know, pound, uh, give us a little dap. And, uh, you know, some pleasantries and then peace out. But I, I told you, I knew he'd, he'd know what was up. Making but, um, some nicey nice. Yeah, yeah. So good job by you. <laughs> uh, until you know, there's potentially something else that might ruffle the feathers that uh, they have not yet found out about that I might have started. Um, <laughs> this is see, That's going to be interesting to see when the water breaks on that one. This is the whole point of the game of leverage, right? Yeah. I got stuff on you. You ain't got beans on me. <laughs> I have the leverage. Yeah, yeah, you do. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> Let's keep it that way. Oh, yeah, because you don't want to actually, you want to be able to keep your leverage. Once you blow the deal, you know, once you release the information, well, you don't have the leverage anymore. Now that all the embarrassment is out, but once they, once they get past all the embarrassment, it's like, all right, now we're back on equal footing. No, I don't want to be back on equal footing. I want to hold this over your head for the rest of your damn life. <laughs> I don't know why, but you just reminded me of a Seinfeld episode. Do you remember the one where it was uh, about the reservation? Like he made the reservation for the rental car, and he goes to get the rental car, and the woman's like, sorry, sir, we don't have your car. And he's like, but I reserved it. He's like, yeah, but we had to give it to somebody. But I reserved it. <laughs> There's the reservation. The reservation keeps it here. It's supposed to be here. You hold on to it. <laughs> you can't give it up. That's what you just kind of sounded like right there. Uh, you know, talking about um, being, uh, you know, in, in high leverage uh, situations, I uh, took a gander at, uh, I saw it from John Crumpler earlier today, the list of confirmed meetings of players at the Senior Bowl. That the Texans have met with, and I'm guessing that he had probably maybe half of the list, if that. Uh, but some of the names are pretty uh, interesting and exciting. And of course, look, if you're doing your due diligence, which every team that is at the Senior Bowl certainly is, you're going to talk to everybody. Man, I really like some of the names the Texans uh, were talking to, and uh, I can't wait to talk about the wide receiver a little bit later on because, man, there's some sexy names out there. Some dudes that had some badass years in college football this season that the Texans are looking at. But I thought about this because, you know, Nick Casario has missed a little bit here and there in the draft. We know he's not great at drafting 
offensive linemen right now, you know, at least guards. Eh, Scruggs, I guess, wasn't. I feel like the jury's still out on that. Jury's still out, but, you know, Kenyon Green is really the one that you look at. That's, See, he's the one I feel like the jury is out on. It is. It is, but what we saw this year, you're right. I mean, maybe a little bit unfair because he was hurt. He wasn't really Kenyon Green. I was going to say, what did we see from Kenyon Green this year? But nothing. Yeah, nothing. Didn't play. But training, no, training camp was not good. Um, last year wasn't great. Jarrett Patterson and Juice Scruggs, you know, whoever they trotted out there uh, at guard, center, that combo early on, man, it just it wasn't looking great. Uh, Patterson at center was, was looking pretty good. But I, I say that because, you know, I feel like we're starting to kind of come around you know, with his evaluation process, especially the D'Amico factor, I think that helps a ton. I thought about this question. Fill in the blank. You'll be disappointed in the Texans this offseason if. Oh, I, I could put like 15 items here. Where do you want me to start? I'll be disappointed in the Texans if there is not another stud receiver in this offense. I will be disappointed in the Texans if they don't at least attempt mm-hmm. to bring in a legit star running back. I will be disappointed in the Texans if there is no Dalton Schultz um, and no... Or stud replacement And tight no end. comparable <laughs> yeah. replacement. Like, if they're like, all right, well, we're going to let Dalton Schultz go and we're just going to turn over to Brevin Jordan... No. No chance. No, yeah. No, no, we ain't doing that. Yeah. I'm going to be disappointed in the Texans if Sheldon Rankins walks and they don't replace him in free agency and they don't draft a defensive lineman, say, in the first two rounds. Yeah. That's kind of where I was going, but it was literally the very first thing that I was hoping you were going to go after and you talking about wide receiver. If they don't go out and get a stud wide receiver, what if... They drafted a wide receiver fairly high and maybe went out and got Saquon Barkley at running back or Austin Eckler at running back, retained Dalton Schultz, kept Sheldon Rankins on, kind of ran it back, but put a lot of their eggs in the draft basket, if you will, and said, you know what, we can we can get better and younger and full steam ahead, here we go, in large part, run this thing back for next year. So here's I'd be thing. disappointed. Here's my thing with the let's draft a receiver. Nico's going into year four. Tank's going into year two. Hutch is going into year two. Mm-hmm. You've got young guy, young guy, young guy. You need the veteran. Yeah. You need a veteran who is going to draw a lot of attention and let those guys continue to shine and do the things they did. Race, you know, high tide races all boats. You bring in a T. Higgins, a Mike Evans, a Calvin Ridley. You bring in a receiver like that, that raises the level for everybody. To me, you don't need another young receiver. You need the guy that makes the other team's defense go, ah, crap. Yeah. To me, you you want the running back who is – look, I feel like you could probably – Damian Pierce is going to be here. He doesn't make any money. He's a fourth-round pick. He's cheapy cheap. I feel like you could probably bring Singletary back without spending a whole lot of money. And you want to have, to me, you want Damian Pierce to be running back three. Mm-hmm. 
if he can be better than them. At least going in, right? I'm all for being surprised and overwhelmed by Damian Pierce. If he can camp. be better than that yeah. because, hey, he learned the offense. And look, he suffered the injury his rookie season. He missed the second half of that rookie year. He missed some time in the offseason. He clearly didn't have a firm grasp of the offense. He didn't start well. Then he got hurt. He said when he came back after being injured, hey, I have a, a learning curve on this offense that's not going to get rectified without another offseason. Yeah. So he basically said, I, there's things I need to learn. I'm not going to learn them now. I have to learn them in the offseason. I hope that next year in training camp, after going through a full offseason, he has learned them, and now you see that bump in performance. Yeah. But I want to go into training camp with him being RB3. Yeah. But can I tell you what? For whatever reason, I have confidence that he's going to come into training camp, and he's going to have learned all of this. He is. He has so much talent, man. I mean, we saw it last year. And if it's just something between the ears and, like, schematically that he's got to understand and feel I have a pulse on and just be able to understand what he's seeing and react to it that way. I have all the faith and confidence in the world in Damian Pierce to be able to do that. Look, Sean's um, not knocking Damian Pierce's intelligence just because we all know you could get a plant into Florida. Okay. He's not <laughs> knocking his intelligence. All he's saying is he just needs another offseason because of the injury and the time away from the team yeah. that he did not get this past offseason in a year where he had to learn one offensive season a year ago and then forget all that existed and start over completely fresh this year. Lots of players in the NFL, particularly quarterbacks, do not, they struggle when you have to go from everything I knew in college, forget it, learn a whole new system my, my first year mm-hmm. in the NFL. Okay, forget that. Now learn an entirely new system and deal with an injury. Lots of guys struggle with that. This it's we shouldn't be all that surprised. This happened to Damian Pierce. I'll be surprised if, like you said, it happens again. Yeah, hundred percent. He's Patrick Creighton, Sean Bajani with you, Chris Santiago, uh, our producer. It's Area Forty Five coming up next. Uh, the Rockets today they're off, but in terms of what they were doing in the front office, very much still off. In my mind, they executed a deal today that made me absolutely want to scoop my eyeballs out, and uh, I don't get it. Hmm. I'm going to see if Patrick Creighton can help us make some sense of it next. We'll talk about it with you at Sports Radio 610. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bishani and Creighton. Area 45 back with you at Sports Radio 610. I am Sean Bajani and he is Patrick Creighton, Chris Santiago. Uh, producing. So the Houston Rockets traded today Victor Oladipo and three second round picks to the Memphis Grizzlies in exchange for center Steven Adams. Here's a problem with that. Um, Steven Adams cannot play anymore this year. He will not play anymore this year. He had season ending surgery on um a torn PCL that he suffered in game two of the preseason. Um, Victor Oladipo hasn't played a single solitary minute for the Rockets this season. And I see that on the surface, Patrick, and I say, okay, so the Rockets traded a dude that hasn't played for a guy that will not be able to play this year. And they gave the Memphis Grizzlies three Second round picks. Not one. Not two. Three. But three. <laughs> so I'm thinking immediately, what the hell? I heard it from the other studio. Wow, wow, wow. Breaking news on the drive today. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. Let's go. Rocket Sam Amick, I think, who had the initial report. I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's go. Just on the heels of that athletic article talking about, hey, Emei wants to make the playoffs. They are going to make a big move. There was reports of the Rockets asking for Mikael Bridges from the Nets, offering draft picks. Let's see, did they make something happen? Did they get the wheels spinning? Like, let's go. And then I hear this deal. I hear this crap. It makes absolutely no sense to me at all. On the surface, looking deeper into it, it is... I would have to seriously be convinced. Like, I don't know who came up this came up with this, if this was like Rafael Stone, if this was the Memphis GM, but whoever placed that first phone call, whoever the dude on the receiving end of it was, had to have been like, what's in it for me? Exactly. Well, I don't understand it. Can you help me? There, there's been some rumors about the Rockets making a deal that would land them a player who was out for the year, right? Previously, it was Time Lord. It was Robert Williams from from uh, now with the Blazers, formerly with the Celtics, uh, that, you know, look, Ime obviously has knowledge of him. There's mm-hmm. a lot of like for him on, with Ime and his staff. Another guy who's out for the year, would they be interested in, in trading for him? Instead, they come home with, with Steven Adams. Steven Adams is a really good rebounder, excellent defensive player, uh, not much of, a, of an offensive player. He's... His strengths on offense are going to be setting screens and cleaning up the offensive glass and doing things like that. And at this, now 31 years old, not really a starting center anymore, more of a backup center. And they view him as a guy who can play 20 minutes a night, be the backup to Alpi, but be a legitimate backup center Mm -hmm. who can play defense, guard the rim, clean up the boards, 
call out the offense and get his guys set up as opposed to Jock Landale, who, other than stealing money, I really don't know what he does. Uh, but and, and this is the kind of move that tells me Jock Landale will not be on this team a whole lot longer. Mm-hmm. But he's a guy that, look, he's a very tough, physical, defensive player. And one of the things Emi Odoka's been trying to do is get this team to be tougher, to be stronger, sure. more physical. That's why Fred Van Vliet is here. That's why Dylan Brooks is here. Mm-hmm. And that is now ultimately why Steven Adams uh, will be here next year. And next year is the last year of his deal. So essentially it's one year, $12.5 million. Seems like a lot for a backup center, but he's not going to be a six-minute a night. You know, he's not going to be Boban backup. He's going to be a guy who's going to play 20 minutes and be an important guy uh, in your rotation. And and he has value. You give up Victor Oladipo, whose job was to not show up and get paid. I'm not going to lie. I mean, if the Rockets want to pay me, look, I'll just take a mil. Yeah. I can no take joke. a million bucks and just not show up and get paid. I'm perfectly cool with that. They gave up three second-round picks. Now, at first, you might say, all right, that's kind of a lot to give up for the right to take on a $12.5 million uh, salary for next year. And for you're a paying him player. around $5 million of what's left on his contract for this season. It's got to be between 5 and $6 million. And so, yeah, like you, you threw away three second-round picks. That's how I view this thing. However, uh, it's, you know, if we add context to the second round picks, right? These aren't high second round picks, Mm -hmm. right? These are projecting to be late second round picks. In fact, one of them belongs uh, to OKC, and that one could very well be like in the 50s. For a draft this year that is not particularly deep, and two of these second-round picks to be in this year's draft, you know, it's, it's, they're really, it's not, they're not that valuable. These are mid to late second-round picks for a guy who is a legitimate center who can give you 20 minutes a night, who will be a real backup for Alpi. If Alpine misses a game, you actually have a legitimate big who can play center. You don't have to go to the small ball lineup or try to move Jabari over or try to have Tarius and play a small ball center or things like that. You have a real big mm-hmm. that you can match up with when, when you need to. Next year. Next year. And that's okay because realistically, this deal did not impact anything they're doing this year in a negative manner, right? Those second-round picks, they're not on the team. Victor Lodipo wasn't going to play a single minute. Right. So they swapped out a $9.5 million salary for $12.5 million salary. They swapped out somebody useless for somebody they see a lot of use and value in, a guy who will be in their in their top eight, nine guys, and a guy that their head coach believes is going to bring the defense and the mentality and the tenacity and the physicality that he wants to instill in this young team. So while it doesn't help them this year, it is a deal that is going to help them next year. Uh, it, it is a deal that has, like, there. I see the value for the Rockets in this. Even though it's a dream deferred, there is value in this. They wanted a, a backup center. And to be honest with you, 
if your other options was like Clint Capella, who's making $22.5 million right, yeah. and still has Achilles issues. Look, I loved Clint when he was here, but I don't need to pay a backup center $22 million for him to have a bad Achilles. Right. Yeah. No, I get it. Steven Adams, in terms of you thinking that 12.5 is a little too high for a backup center. I think it's a lot like, for The a going rate, like, for, for good players in the NBA today, like I look at that and I'm like, yeah, you know what? That's not bad, especially given the fact that, you know, he's not yet 31 yet. He will be next season when he's presumably healthy. Like, I like it if he was able to contribute now. And where my mind, you know what, was coming off of reading the reports yesterday from um, The Athletic, when I'm hearing things like, hey, Ime is hell-bent on making the playoffs this year, taking the next step this year. He's not satisfied. He's madder than the Hornet. He needs to get things turned around this year. Like, let's ramp up phase two. Let's get it. And then I see a deal like this that at best is for a guy that contribute next year for your team. I'm like, what the hell? And then, yeah, you're throwing away three second-round picks. I get that those second-round picks whether they're even middle tier or late in the case of the Rockets, they're later, a couple of them this year. I get it. It's devalued and it's it's been, uh, you know, less and less valuable as the years have gone on. But still, like, you have three. Like, you could parlay that into something at least a little bit higher down the road. If they feel like this is going to be one of those subtle moves that, you know, has a massive return on investment next year, then I'm cool with it. But you're now a week away from needing to go out and make a franchise-changing move to best your team now. That's what people want to see. That's what will move the needle. That's what will make a lot of people kind of tune back in, focus in on the Rockets. And that's what I was looking for. That's why I'm a little disappointed right now. I totally understand that, right? Because the most of the reporting and the things we've seen are, you know, Ime is really pushing the Rockets to go make a deal for an impact player. But this deal did not impact their ability to make that kind of deal in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. So, while, yeah, I like I said, yeah. I'd love to see Donovan Mitchell, uh, Sam Vicente had put out, he's like, it looks like the Cavs. Look, the Cavs are winning. I mean, 29-16, and there is at least one more year on his deal. It doesn't look like they're going to, they're going to move him. They're probably going to wait until the offseason and if they can't get a, an extension done with him, maybe they move him in the offseason when you can get a lot more teams involved than just guys at the deadline. But nothing that they did today impacts their ability to make a move for a potential impact player that would impact this season. That They didn't compromise that. They just made a, a long-term investment move that they feel will make them better next season. Yeah, and to me, it's still not even a guarantee that Steven Adams ever really wears a Rockets uniform because an expiring deal, somebody that is going to, uh, you know, be coming off of a surgically repaired knee who's, you know, going to be a serviceable backup, that might be a trade piece and a much greater deal this offseason for the Rockets. You never, you never know. So there is that. But I think you made the best point and that nothing that happened today uh, has hamstrung them from making a deal. That's the uh, most the important the thing. Yeah. They did not compromise their ability to go get a bigger, a, 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 an impact player for this season. 100%. 713-572-4610. Where do you guys fall on it? What do you think? 
of the Rockets trade today and how that shapes up for the future. 713-572-4610. Uh, you can let us know, call or text. You can even hit us up on Twitter at one at Sean Bajani. Coming up next, who are the Texans eyeing at the Senior Bowl? A couple of uh, names that were uh, intriguing to me uh, reported visits with the team today. We'll let you know who those guys are and talk about the Texans' plans at the draft versus free agency at impact positions. That's next at Sports Radio 610. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bishani and Creighton. Here we go, Area 45, Sports Radio 610, back with you, 713-572-4610. If you'd like to call or text, be a part of the show, hit us up on Twitch or YouTube. Uh, you can also tweet at us at Pete Creighton, the number one, at Sean Bajani for myself. So the Senior Bowl is going on in Alabama. Right now, and the Texans, according to John Crumpler on Twitter, whom I saw at first from, uh, just had a brief list of players that were at least confirmed that met with the Houston Texans uh, at the Senior Bowl so far. Three of them, right off the bat. In fact, I think he, he they were the top three PC all wide receivers, and I was like, "Yes, let's go." However, I was like, "Oh wait, these guys are all pretty small." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's not, that wasn't really at the top of my wish list this offseason for the Texans, but hey, they're nice. Uh, wide receiver Aeneas Smith from AM, Jacob Cowling from uh, Arizona, Roman Wilson, the uh, Michigan receiver, um, was on the list. They're top three. What do you think of those three before I even continue? Those are the only three receivers that have been confirmed to talk with the Texans. Does that do anything for you? Is it raise an eyebrow? Does it get you excited at all? I feel like it's due diligence. I mean, yeah. you're there. You're you're looking to see. I think most of the guys that you see at the Senior Bowl are gonna be day three picks, maybe a day two pick if somebody shoots up the board and they wind up going to the third round. Mm-hmm. I think most of these guys are, you know, for the most part. If you're in the Senior Bowl, you're probably 
at best a day two, likely a day three pick. But that doesn't mean that there's not talent there. That no. doesn't mean that like uh Quinton Mitchell is a corner that is on their list. Yep. He has gotten a ton of rave reviews all week long. People have been gushing about this kid. So I don't think he's a first round pick, but when you get into round three, round four, you start looking for guys. All right, who was impressive at the senior bowl versus, you know, who's a project or who played in a small school or you know, these are the kind of things they weigh. You know what it gives you? It gives you some football to look at. <laughs> yeah. Right? In a week where essentially there isn't really any football, it gives you something to look at, guys to, you know, consider when, when the combine comes around. Hey, I remember this guy from the Senior Bowl. They said this good thing about him, that good thing about him. Let's see how he does the combine. If he yeah. has a big combine, maybe he starts banging up the boards. Mm-hmm. And then you feel like you knew. Yeah. And that's when you crack open a cold one. You're like, yeah, baby, that's right. I freaking knew. It's those stories that, you know, you hear about during the course of a a player's rookie season, right? When they're performing really well. It's like, you know what? Yeah, we had we we really liked them at the senior bowl. You know, we really enjoyed time spent with them, you know, that kind of a thing. And that gets me paying more attention to these events like this, the senior bowl where I otherwise wouldn't, you know, you go years and years and you hear these kind of little nuggets like that. And you're like, you know what? Let me pay attention. Let me pay a little bit closer attention to who some of these teams, who these players that these teams are talking to. And I got excited, you know, for one, um, just because he's a Houston guy, Patrick Paul, you know, their tackle. Um, I think he's projected to be like a day three guy in most mock drafts, which I really haven't started looking at yet. Um, but I I do peek at him whenever they involve, you know, Houston Cougars. Um, Texans talk to him today. They talk to a lot of really good dudes. Uh, you're right about um, uh, Mitchell, you know, the corner from Toledo. I've uh, been seeing some stuff about him. Tight end uh, Theo Johnson from Penn State. Defensive end Darius Robinson from Missouri. That's another one uh, people are talking a lot about. NC State linebacker Peyton Wilson. Louisville corner Jarvis Brownlee Jr. And safety out of Wake Forest, Malik Mustafa. Those are the ones that are confirmed to have talked to the Texans, at least um, as far as today is concerned, in Alabama at the Senior Bowl. The most excited I am about any one of these guys is Jacob Cowing from Arizona, that receiver. And you know what? Roman Wilson's nice too. But Cowing, I mean, he did some special things in college football this year, he finished 10th in the entire country in receptions, 7th in touchdowns. He put up 848 yards in 13 games, just 13 games. Um, I thought about that, and I'm like, you know what? Texans got a couple of guys last year in the draft, Tank Dell and Xavier Hutchinson, that shot up and blew up the stat boards in college football their last year. I think they were one in three, the leading receiver in all of the country in Tank Dell and Xavier Hutchinson in back-to-back years. Um, not them both doing it in back-to-back years, but one was in the top three one year, and the other one was the top one the next year in Tank Dell. You know, you, you got to look at these. You got to pay attention to them. And Cowing, not the imposing, you know, tall, just chuck it up and he'll go get it receiver that um, I think a lot of people around here want the Texans to go get. We've been talking for a few days now about a guy like Mike Evans. This guy's 5'11", 170. 
Anai Smith is 5'10", 190. Roman Wilson, 6'180". This is not Mike Evans. We're talking, this is not Nico Collins. No, these are fourth, (laughs) fifth round pick type guys, but that's okay. You know what? What we've seen from Nick Casario is that he does really well when you have to peel the onion back. Mm. Their ability to evaluate and find guys who are further down the totem pole and are useful backups are guys that can can be part of a rotation as opposed to, I mean, you remember the days where third-round picks on this team never made it out of camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we all remember our our, uh, our Sonic Sam Montgomery's and uh, oh, what was Lord. it? Uh, Who's the, the kid from UConn? They had an outside linebacker from UConn and weighed like 230 <sighs> pounds and Dwayne Brown used to throw him around like a rag doll. I mean, there's plenty of of uh, third round pick mm. type guys. The Texans absolutely freaking whiffed on back in the day. Is that Bill O'Brien era? Uh, yes, it was Bill O'Brien era. It was like his first year. Uh, was he one of the ones? Because was it him and Sam Montgomery, the guy? I can't think of the name. The linebacker you're talking about. They got uh, kicked out of training camp. for no, uh, not, smoking weed. Not the not the kid who got thrown out of Baylor. Uh, I remember he was like a defensive line who became like a, a tight end. Or, yeah, I can't remember the name. Um, I think Sam Montgomery was in that era though. Uh, maybe in that same year or two span, but yeah, I know what you mean. Um, you can, there's a reason to, uh, you I know, mean, remember, it, uh, you know, Lewis Nix was a third round Nix, pick. Nix. I think that was one of them. No, he was the next. No, year. that was a Notre Dame guy, right? Yeah. He was the following yeah. year. Yeah. 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 Uh, but the, uh, oh man, who's the, the guy who got, who got shucked? Um, there's a couple of them. So Sam Montgomery, Brennan Williams, a third-round pick, like never played. He had the knee injury, mm-hmm. and then he went on to go become a professional wrestler. I did not know that. Yeah, he, he actually trained <laughs> Booker T at Reality Wrestling before he went and became a Trevardo Williams. There you go. He's a fourth-round pick out of out of UConn. He man, Dwayne Brown used to rag all this guy. He at training camp, he thought he was gonna go high on Dwayne Brown, and he like leapt. And jumped up on Brown. Brain Brown literally caught him like in a chokehold, like the Undertaker, Stop. and threw him to the <laughs> ground. And we're all just like, "Dude!" Like it was, it was so bad. He ragdolled this guy. <laughs> oh, it was, it, it was like that was cruelty, right? The fact that he, he just no respect, right? yep. no respect whatsoever. I was going to say, him. you are right. You, you trust the evaluations. Of the Texans now, maybe more than you ever have. Again, the D'Amico effect, right? And I feel like we are going to get to a point to where we give Nick Casario much more credit than we are. I'm not there yet because I need to see a little bit more. Nick Casario's drafts before this past season, I mean, in large part, they haven't yielded a ton of talent. There have been many more misses than there have been hits. Okay, I don't know about that. Although I do want to have more fun real quick with third-round picks because Jalen Strong was a third-round pick. Oh, God, yeah. That was a forgettable one. Um, Braxton Miller was a third-round pick. Yep, yep. Ohio State, right? Yep. yep. Uh, Deontay Foreman was a third-round pick. Mm-hmm. He's had a couple of good years lately. Like he's had like a, a good year here. And Deontay there. Foreman uh, tore his Achilles. Yes, and then they right. got rid of him. Yeah. He, uh, here's some some third round picks. Justin Reed, mm-hmm. who's pretty good. Yep. Martinez Rankin. Yep. Yeah, he was terrible. Uh, Jordan Akins. Yep. Not not here. 
So yeah, the the remember all three of those. Kahali Waring. God. Third round pick. Special team ace. Kahali Waring. And that was it. Frank Ross would have loved him. Uh here here's what they say. John Grenard was a third round pick. Yeah. And that was the 20, best of the bunch right there. That was the 2020 draft. That was like the last. Uh, of course, they took Ross Blacklock in the second round, which kind of defeats the purpose of getting Jonathan Grenard in the third round. But uh, Casario's first draft was they didn't have a first round or a second round pick, mm-hmm. but they got Davis Mills. They got Nico Collins mm-hmm. in a third round. One. One out of two. Mm-hmm. All right, well, you didn't have a quarterback, so you took a stab at a quarterback, and you got a receiver who this year ter- turned into a wide receiver one. Yeah, number one. Brevin I was Gordon waiting for you to a, say, why'd you pause? was a fifth Just round. Just go ahead and say it. Yeah, wide receiver one, baby. Uh, 2022 draft. Where Where is there? 22's, 22's not great either. Okay, so 22, Stingley. Mm-hmm. This Kenny year. Green's been hurt. Jalen Petrie's been more good than bad. I mean, his rookie season was terrific. John Mechie just came back from having cancer. TBD. Christian Harris, boss this year. Yep. Damian Pierce, boss his first year. Not so great this year, but we think we have expectations for him to get back to being a good player. He's fourth-round pick. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, first three rounds. They got Sting, Petrie. Christian Harris. It's pretty solid. You know, Catoriano's still on the team. Uh, Austin Deckless actually started a game for them this year. Yeah, but I mean, come on. Uh, I'm saying, when you get a sixth-round pick that started a game for you. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It was Deckless and Jaron Christian uh, who combined to start that game at, uh, what was it, left tackle for Tunsil. When when you're desperate, you're desperate. This Mm -hmm. year, CJ, Will Anderson, Juice Scruggs, Tank Dell, hit, 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 hit. And, you know, uh, Henry Totoo, he was, he was okay. Yeah, TBD, though. Uh, Dylan Horton, Jared Patterson, Xavier Hutchinson. Yeah. I mean, Xavier Hutchinson. Never heard anything about Dylan Horton. You remember? It was it like the first week of the season they came out with that release, you know, about personal issues going on? Never an update since. Very Justin Britt-like. Hope everything's okay with him. You know, but Patterson... Was a sixth round pick. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, he was your starting center for like eight games this season. Hutch is a sixth round pick. That I mean, I know he's a little more more developmental than Tank was, but I, think I he's love be, his stuff. I think he's good. I think he's gonna be nice next year, man. I really, really. Do. Uh, I want to see them get him in the slot and match mm-hmm. him up with you know, these slot corners. Because you remember in in training camp, he did things to Tav Thomas. That are illegal in 38 states, including New Mexico. Yeah, but he's got to be able to do those things to players not named Tavi or Thomas. Okay, <laughs> I'm just that's saying. The key. He, ab- <laughs> he abused <laughs> him. So did Christian Kirk. So did Calvin Ridley. So did uh, uh, those Ingram. guys were in sixth round rookies. I know, I know. But my God, that I'm, all those guys from that Jacksonville game. My gosh, like, can we? For, I wish I could forget about that one much sooner than later. Yeah, you know, I, I feel problems. like. I feel like Casario's got more pluses than minuses when it comes to the draft. I think he's made some big hits. And to me, he gets he gets big credit mm-hmm. for having the stones sure. to pull off the Will Anderson deal. Yeah, no doubt. But guess who was here with him as well? Um, 
D'Amico Ryans. You know, that's why I say, like, the D'Amico effect. That's a very real thing. Yeah, it is. And and I give the Texans credit for letting him hire mm-hmm. the right guy. It's amazing how they get rid of the team cancer. I mean, Chaplin. I mean, cancer. And, you know, instead of trying to force Josh McCown down everybody's throat again... Nick Casario gets to make his own decisions, and son of a bee, look, he makes the right ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's Patrick Creighton, Sean Bajani. We'll stick with the Texans. It's Area 45. Coming up next, uh, NFL Network's Cynthia Freeland uh, put something out uh, yesterday, I think it was, on NFL.com, the most under and over-performing units of every team this season who did she have is over and under for the Texans? We'll tell you next at Sports Radio 610. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 